Live and local, this is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Happy Friday to you and yours, October 28th, the year 2022, as we kick off the Halloween weekend festivities. Costumes, parties galore, and here we're here for the next two hours, hoping to inform and entertain you in whatever form or fashion that we can with a uh, guest list that is long and illustrious, starting with my main man back in the master control suite in the game studios in the producer's chair. His name is James Mesh. He spins the tunes. He pushes all the buttons. And uh, he's there on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on 1041 in Lake Charles, streaming around the world. 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you're in the Acadiana area, you can watch us on television because we are simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's Headlines. Game one, World Series, American League, Houston Astros, National League, Philadelphia Phillies from Minute Maid Park. Seven o'clock start. And um, you can listen to it on our sister station. I'll tell you all about that. It'll be Aaron Nola for the Phillies. Nola has been uh, two and one in the postseason with a 3.12 ERA. He picked six and two third perfect innings before allowing a couple of hits against the Astros on October 3rd at Minute Maid Park, where the Phils clinched the third NL wild card spot. Since then, he's been rolling. He allowed one unearned run in 12 and two-thirds innings in his first two starts in the postseason before he got tagged for six runs in four and two-third innings in game two of the NLCS in San Diego. Meanwhile, for the Astros, you know who's going to get it the Cy Young Award winner to be Justin Verlander, who's 1-0 in the postseason with a 6.30 ERA. Started game one of the AL Division Series against the Mariners, gave up six runs and 10 hits in four innings, but he then pitched better in his game one start in the American League Championship Series, allowing one run and three hits in six innings against the Yankees. Um his postseason career, he's 15 and 11 overall with a 3.55 ERA in 33 games, 32 of which he started. But he's 0 and 6 with a 5.68 ERA in seven World Series starts. So keep an eye on that one. Um, both teams have have some prolific hitters, um, and, and it should be interesting. So game one is tonight. Cannot. Wait for that. Kim Mulkey's LSU women's basketball team put on a little exhibition clinic yesterday as they defeated Mississippi College 88-35. to uh, Flage Johnson, true freshman, led LSU with 22 points as a, in her first outing as a Tiger. 
Uh, last tier POA, a JUCO transfer, and Jasmine Carson, a transfer from West Virginia, also made an impact. Carson dropped 16 points, four or five from downtown. POA had 14 points of her own, led the team with six assists. So, huh, no, no biggie there. It's just a, just got to play somebody else besides yourselves. And you, you listen, you watch tape, you live, and you learn. LSU baseball fans, today's scrimmage has been moved from its original time of 5 p.m. to 3 p.m. due to the weather. It's open only to the coaches' committee. I, I saved this for next because I just didn't want to have to talk about it too much. USM landed some haymakers early, took a 20-5 to first quarter lead, never looked back beating the Raging Cajuns 39-24, to despite the fact that the Cajuns had over 100 yards of total offense, more than Southern Miss, but it was the dreaded turnover bug. Four turnovers in all, which led to 17 points, and that was the difference in the ballgame. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss this with um, Corey Diaz coming up here in, in a few moments. Um We'll talk about play calling. We'll talk about a whole bunch of things. But you're as good as your quarterback goes, and that was not the best performance by Ben Wolrich. He was 21 of 46. Yes, a career-high 336 yards, but, boy, they threw it all over the yard. 46 passes for the Cajuns compared to only 18 for Southern Miss. Southern Miss protected the ball. The Cajuns didn't. Difference in the ball game. Speaking of um, ball game, uh, when it rains, it pours. Um, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got beat last night by the Baltimore Ravens. And today, both Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchkin announced their divorce after 13 years of marriage and months of speculation about marital, marital strife. Um, all I care about is their children. And hopefully the children will be okay. They have Two, Benjamin is 12, Vivian is nine. Brady also has a 15-year-old son, Jack, with actress Bridget Moynihan. Uh, so we wish the kids all the very, very best. So that coming on the heels of a 27-22 Thursday night loss to the Baltimore Ravens, their fifth loss in the past six games, and the first time in a long, long time that Tom Brady has lost three games in a row. I'm not crying for them because Tampa Bay, uh, drops a game, and that helps the Saints out, right? That helps the Saints, and the Saints, of course, will play Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders. So stay tuned for all of that. We've got all kind of games in the SEC. Ole Miss is at Texas A&M. Um, Kentucky is at Tennessee, and we've got the cocktail party, Georgia and Florida. And we'll finally see... Uh, we'll finally see Ohio State play somebody as they travel to uh, Penn Station to play that ball game. So uh, we got a busy show for you, uh, no question, no doubt. Our guest list, Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser. We'll talk about the Cajuns' loss last night. He's on. Uh, he's in the one hole. Larry Holder of the Athletic will tell us all about the New Orleans Saints and the Raiders. He's batting second. Adam Spencer. We'll join us in hour number two in the three-hole, and we'll go all around the SEC this weekend, which is kind of a primer for 
next weekend's huge, huge matchups. Is anybody looking ahead to that? Uh, they better not. Uh, batting cleanup will be uh, the sports director for KLFY, George Faust, another edition of Fridays with Faust. And then to clean it all up, George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will um, have a veritable plethora of games to pick. So that's what's on the docket today on a fun, fun, fun. You just kind of feel it. It's kind of a holiday weekend. A lot of people are have taken off from work early. They're getting their costumes on. They're going to have them some fun and good for them. I mentioned the World Series. Um, you can listen to every pitch. You can listen to every hit. You can listen to every thrilling moment of Game 1 of the World Series tonight on News Talk 98.5 FM. Astro Launch begins at 6.30. First pitch is set for 7.03. And you can listen to it all live on News Talk 98.5 FM, the talk of Acadiana. Now, let's take our first time out of the day when we come back. Uh, Corey Diaz, fresh from Hattiesburg, will explain what happened as the Cajuns' two-game winning streak comes to a halt. Sometimes, some teams just have your number. And Southern Miss owns the Raging Cajuns. Those fans in the stands should have been screaming, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Because that's what it feels like. They just can't beat Southern Miss. They got punched in the jaw, and it was over early. All right, we'll talk all about that and much, much more. A fun-filled Friday edition of the Jordy Helford Show here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the team that has the weekend off, the LSU Tigers and a team that hopes to get off to a great start at the World Series in Game 1, the homestanding Houston Astros. We'll be right back. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And we are back on this Friday, October 28th, the day after um, just a disappointing performance by the Raging Cajuns. They get beat by Southern Miss 39-24. Southern Miss is now 5-3 and three overall, 3-1 three and one in Sunbelt Conference play. The Cajuns dropped out to 500 overall, 4-4, four and 2-3 four, and three in conference play. And the league leader, Troy, is up next. Corey Diaz covers the Cajuns. For the USA Today Network and the Daily Advertiser, and he's kind enough to join us today, Corey. Happy Friday to you, buddy. How are you? Hey, Jordy, doing well. Making my uh, my, my drive back into Lafayette now, so uh, oh, if, if okay. You got me for whatever reason, I might have hit a death spot here. <laughs> you hung out in Hattiesburg overnight, huh? Took it easy and had some fun. Well, you know, I didn't get back to the hotel room until about one thirty last night, or I guess you could say this morning. Uh, so, yeah. you know, no, no necessarily fun to be had, but uh, you know, I guess it was fun to to get out of town for the night. So there you go. All right, so I guess it's a very simple summation: um, four turnovers, leading to what seventeen points. There's your ball game. Well, you know, uh, I don't profess. Uh, Jordan to be a math major by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, you know, you lose the game by 15 points, and 
you gave up 17 points off of four turnovers. Um, uh, you know, the math's kind of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, this, you know, Jordy, it's, and, and, and Desmo kind of alluded to it a little bit last night in post-game. You know, this is, uh, I don't know if alarming is the, the right word, but, you know, uh, Louisiana's turned the ball over nine times in the last three games. Uh, that's, that's three a game. That's, that's not good. Um, no. The difference last night between, you know, I would even say, you know, I know they lost to South Alabama a couple of weeks ago, but, the, you know, they had an opportunity to win that game, you know, right there at the end. Um, the difference last night was that they lost the turnover battle. You know, normally, you know, whether it's been a couple of turnovers or, or even three, um, you know, in a game, they've been able, their defense has been able to force even more turnovers you know, given their offense, you know, obviously extra possessions, you know, in order to, to ultimately pull these games out the last couple of weeks. But uh, it, it it didn't go that way last night. Uh, you know, Southern Miss, yeah, they had a couple of turnovers. They had a couple of boneheaded plays, but they didn't make as many boneheaded plays, I felt like, as the Cajun did last night. And, that, and unfortunately, those just handful of plays, man, I think that, I think that was the difference in the game. Yeah, pick six at the with about a minute or so to go um, made the margin a lot uh, a lot worse. But still, all in all, I'm, I'm I'm curious about your thoughts about play calling selection. Man, they they didn't they didn't even attempt. It seemed to me to run the football early on in the game. Well, Jordy, uh, I would say that's because of the the penetration that Southern Miss's defensive front was getting. Um, okay. I thought. You know, after two really, really good performances uh, from UL's offensive line, uh, I think a lot of the issues that we saw during the three-game losing streak kind of reared their head again. Okay. Um, I think I think there was I think there was some confusion up front. Um, I think there were uh, in many instances, especially in that first quarter. Um, you know, where, where Southern Miss scored 20 points. And, and uh, it's worth mentioning, Jordy, that in all of the previous seven games, Southern Miss had scored 16 points combined in the first right. quarter. Uh, yeah. And so they, they, beat their own, they beat their own mark there by, by a pretty substantial margin there last night. And so there was, there was guys coming, you know, unchecked, unblocked, uh, whether it was a pass play or a run play. And I thought, you know, as a play caller, and obviously that, that would be Desimo in this instance, uh, when you're having to look down your play sheet to try to find a successful play to run on third and 12, third and 13. That's hard. That's not an ideal situation. Um, and I think really more than anything, Jordy, yeah, there's, I think there was some confusion and some, and some miscommunication up front offense, along the offensive line for, for the Cajuns. I still think you kind of have to tip your hat to just how well, how aggressive, how efficient and well-executed uh, Southern Miss was defensively up front. I thought they just caused a lot of problems up front. Yeah, um, we're talking with Corey Diaz on his way back to uh, the Acadiana area from Hattiesburg after that tough loss last night to Southern Miss. Um, ben Wolleridge, an uncharacteristic three picks. But he did throw for 336 yards, and he did kind of settle in, don't you think? And, I mean, they were down 22. He got him back uh, within a score uh, late in the ball game. So, I mean, he kind of settled in a little bit. That shows me some moxie there. 
yeah, you know, it, 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 you know, the game could have easily have been a blown out. You know, uh, I thought, you know, when, and uh, I was, I was sitting by a Kevin Foot in the, in the press box last night from, uh, from the Advocate. And I kind of leaned over to Kevin, you know, when, when the team came out of the locker room before the game started, and it. I don't know, Jordan. It looked like to me the the, the energy just just wasn't there, um, and I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure if that was because of the you know the really fast you know five day turnaround for this team. I mean, it's a lot to to ask these 18 to 23 year old kids to play you know two really physical, tough you know football games in a five day span. Um, you know, and uh, I don't know if that was the reason, but um, you know, it was one of those deals where. Uh, you know, getting down, you were, I think there was five and a half minutes to go in the first half and you're down by 22 points or 24 points or what it was. And, and, you know, a lot of teams would have, would have said, you know, we, we're a little tired right now. We don't, mm-hmm. we're not going to be in this anyway. You know, let's just, you know, let's just take our leg here and we'll, and we'll head back to the house. And, um, but, you know, credit, credit to them, man. And, and obviously Ben, you know, played a, a large role in that, so he was able to find uh, Michael Jefferson in a lot of one-on-one situations last night, and, and, and Michael Jefferson had a huge game, six catches, 175 yards. I think he had a touchdown catch. Uh, I mean, that's a, I think that was the ninth most uh, receiving yards that a receiver has had, you know, in UL history. So, um, you know, it was it was on it was on the offense, you know, because there were some mistakes that they were making early on. They had to kind of put the onus on themselves, you know, to kind of right. get this team at least back in position to potentially win, and they ultimately did that. You know, that pick six there at the end, you know, it was a, it was really a one possession game. Um, somehow this team had a had an opportunity to go down and, and try to tie the game up there at the end, and uh, you know, great play uh, by the Brooks kid from Southern Miss, um, good read on the play, and, and took it back to the house. But yeah, you know, uh, Ben didn't look great early. I thought he was picking himself up off the turf a lot especially in that mm-hmm. first quarter. Um, but once the offensive line kind of figured some things out, he was able to have a little more time and, and, and go through his reads. And, and when ben, and when Warris has time, Jordy, I'll say, man, he's he's got a great ball. He's got some zip. Um, he really puts the ball in really good spots. Uh, he did make a couple of throws that I thought for the first time since he started was not, um, not a good throw, uh, was in – put the ball in danger a little bit and he kind of got bit by that but um you know for him to shake that stuff off and come back and get this team in, in a in a you know in a one possession game I thought I think speaks a lot I, I'm with you 100% Corey Diaz with us four sacks will uh will get a quarterback a little bit jumpy uh there's no question about that but uh like like you said uh Southern Miss might be the best pass rushing team this this uh, Cajun team has seen in quite some time um, and, and that's, uh, you know, anytime you go on the road in, in any sport, uh, you, the first thing the coach says is we've got to get off to a good start. We've got to shorten the game. We've got to stay in this thing early. And Southern Miss just threw a left hook and a right hook and then an uppercut. And like you said, it's, man, it's 20 to five. You're going, holy cow, wait, how did that happen? So to their credit, uh, they didn't give up, but um, if you're practicing this week after they give a couple of days off, you got to block better, right? You got to protect the football better. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's where it's going to have to start, you know, because um, you know Detroit probably doesn't have you know a, a world-beating offense by any stretch of the imagination. Kind of a lot, very similar uh, to uh, what Louisiana saw last night in Hattiesburg with the Southern Miss team, who's who's usually. 
you know, they kind of lean on their defense a little more. I mean, Troy's going to be the exact same way. Uh, I think Troy has probably one of the better defenses in the Sun Belt, and um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be on the offensive line. It's going to be on Ben Warridge and or Chandler Fields. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll know as we get closer to the game yeah. next weekend. You know, kind of what the quarterback situation is going to look like for UL going into that game next weekend, but. Uh, you know, the quarterbacks are going to have to be smarter. Uh, I think they're going to have to be more efficient. And, uh, you know, obviously you're going to have to get some kind of uh, some kind of efficient run game going. You know, no I doubt. thought Chris Smith had some moments last night uh, where he looked good. Uh, I thought he had a little bit of burst um, and a little bit of shiftiness to it, which is really good to see. And hopefully you can, uh, you know, get him even healthier, you know, before uh, next Saturday and, um, if you can get something going with Chris Smith on the ground, you know, obviously that's going to open up some things offensively yeah. uh, for this group. So, um, you know, but there's plenty to work on. Uh, I think there. I think once Dez and the coaching staff watches that tape from last night, uh, I think they'll see a lot of things that, uh, you know, again, I think kind of what they were dealing with during that three-game losing streak, I think some of those things showed back up. Uh, but they have already shown that they can get those things corrected. So, uh, so the blueprint's already there. So now they just gotta <laughs> kind of put that back in place. Or some teams just have your number, and Southern Miss has dominated the Raging Cajuns in Hattiesburg for a long, long time throughout the store throughout the history of this matchup. They have dominated there. Um, before I let you go, it's a high school football Friday night. If there's one game I need to watch in the Acadiana area, that game would be what? Oh, man, uh, it's a good question. Uh, you know, I would have said, had the game not gotten moved uh, from tonight, I would have said Acadiana, Karen Crow. Um, <laughs> I mean, great game last night. Obviously, I think Acadiana won 21-20. Um, that was the, uh, not to toot my own horn here, but, you know, I do a predictions uh, column, you know, every Tuesday, and uh, yeah. I thought that in my column I said Acadiana's going to win 28-27. Uh, so I was – little bit uh, overzealous with the score. I thought it'd be a little more offense, but I did get the one-point spread right. Um, there you but, go. Look, there's a lot on the line, um, I think, with uh, with Lafayette at Southside tonight. You know, Southside, I think, um, for all intents and purposes, could lock up at least a share, you know, of the district title uh, with a win over Lafayette um, tonight. Okay. And Lafayette, you know, I think they're 25th in their power rating. Um, if they can... Find a way. I'm not sure if Grayson Shawnay, the quarterback, I'm not sure if he's going to play tonight for the Lions. Um, but if Lafayette can somehow find a way to knock off the Sharks, they'll probably steal a playoff spot for themselves. So uh, that would go. probably be the game that I would say that, um, you know, would probably be the most entertaining and it's got a you know a lot of ramifications. A lot of ra- well. Yeah, a lot on the line there. Very good. Corey Diaz on the cuff. Coming up with it. We don't rehearse anything, but uh, hey, safe travels. Don't get a speeding ticket. Your favorite, your go-to Halloween candy is what? Oh, hands down, no hesitation. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. I'll, I'll eat a hundred of those. All right, good to know. Thank you, my friend. Have a great weekend. Enjoy. Enjoy a Saturday off. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, but uh, maybe I'll find something. (laughs) Of course you will. All right, Corey. Thank you so much. Corey Diaz from the Daily Advertiser, USA Today Network, uh, as the Cajuns fall last night to Southern Miss. You want to be one of the first people to see Black Panther Wakanda forever? Well, then text Panther to 337-283-8100 for your chance to win a spot for two 
on the guest list for a private viewing of Black Panther Wakanda Forever at Celebrity Theaters in Broussard on November the 10th. Once again, text PANTHER to 337-283-8100 to win tickets for Black Panther Wakanda Forever brought to you by the game, Celebrity Theaters, and Sherman Insurance. We'll take a time out here when we come back. NFL Talk, Saints and the like, with our good friend Larry Holder of The Athletic here on the Jordy Holford Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. They say shooters shoot. He's a man who shoots from the hip and a man who's hip when he shoots. And no one shoots more from the hip when it comes to sports talk than the Blonde Bomber. Back to more of the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 34 minutes after the hour on this Friday, October the 28th. Last night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady lost their third game in a row. That helps the New Orleans Saints out. And to to add insult to injury today, Tom Brady and uh, his wife, Giselle, announced that they are officially divorced and um, will co-parent. I just I pray for their children that they're A-OK. But we got a lot of other things to talk about with our good friend Larry Holder of The Athletic. Larry, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? I'm good, Jordy. And uh, I would uh, definitely have never bet ever that the Atlanta Falcons would Jeez. be leading the division after seven-slash-eight games uh, in the NFC South this season, not in a billion Unbel- years. Unbelievable. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's get to the more important stuff, though. Um, what are the kids dressing up like for Halloween? What, what's, what kind of costumes are we wearing? What's the theme of the family? <laughs> well, three of us are, are following my, my youngest's lead, and he's going – extremely traditional, which was a shock to me. He just wants us to be vampires. And then my, uh, my older son, uh, who's 11, he is being Dustin from Stranger Things. So he's uh, big into the Stranger Things Netflix series. And uh, yet we are just going to be, uh, you know, three of us vampires. are just going to be uh, bloodsuckers who live forever, apparently. I, I think that's pretty cool. All right, Larry Holder. Only one Halloween candy. What is your go-to Halloween treat? Oh, I'm a Twix guy. Twix. Snickers is really close. I'm a Twix guy, though. Caramel, okay. like just original, not no offshoots. I'm a Twix okay. guy. Very plain, simple vanilla. That's good. Not, nothing wrong with a little Twix. Um, were you surprised that with a fully healthy Jameis Winston, I guess, I don't know how fully healthy, a healthy Jameis Winston that the Saints are sticking with Andy Dalton? A little bit, yes, but I think it's part of, look, they're seeing what we're actually seeing, but here's the thing also, it's not like Andy Dalton is that much of an upgrade over Jameis Winston, which should signal that this offseason is going to be a bigger story than what we have going on now, and yet even though the Saints are two and five, I mean they're still in it. So look, you, you, you get to the playoffs and then see what happens. And the Saints are still in that mix, even at two and five. And so I am a little bit surprised. And like when you look at the numbers for Andy Dalton, just Pretty overall, good. I mean they're 
middle of the road, like middle of the road in the league, yeah. pass, you know, passer rating and, and such. Uh, but we also, I, I like to dive into this uh, metric, and it's basically, uh, it's, um, it's expected points added per drop back. I know it sounds complicated, oh but it what gives is a that? good, yeah, it gives a good sense of, you know, how successful a quarterback is when they drop back and pass. And, you know, how often, uh, you know, positive plays happen rather than negative plays happen. And Andy Dalton, his rate overall is 17th in the league. But when you look at his first half rate, it's 31st in the league. So Mm. Andy Dalton basically plays catch up all the time. And he's all he's not as effective in the first half. And I mean that's basically what we've seen. So the metric yeah. kind of matches up to what we've seen. And so uh but we all know that Andy Dalton's on a one year deal. He's not the future. If you're not ready to roll with Jameis Winston, where do you go from after this? But you know, right. it, it's it, it's different conversations. You know, who fits you best right now is probably Andy Dalton. Who fits okay. you best after this year? That player is not on the roster. Not on the cop. Yeah, that's exactly right. They're going big game hunting uh, in this offseason. Larry Holder of The Athletic. Um, What do you say about Michael Thomas? What's going on? Still injured, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently? I just, uh, yeah, it's hard to trust. What happens with him? I mean, it's just yeah. hard. Uh, you know, why? Why would you? And so, right. uh, look, he's look. I feel like he's legitimately injured. I mean, he wouldn't uh, have been super productive in weeks one and two, and then just kind of bailed out. I don't think that's what he wanted to do. But uh, he, this injury could be legitimate, and I believe it's legitimate. And yet, we know the backstory with everything else the last few seasons, and uh, it's. This it's funny because we always look at signings and say, all right, which one's the worst one the Saints have ever done? This, that, and the other. Big money. A lot of times you can point to someone like Jarris Bird. He was a total boss yeah. flame out uh, yeah. of a signing, and yet Michael Thomas at this point has got to be up there now. I mean, whether it's his fault or not, uh, yeah. and it's he, he's got to be up there. I mean, yeah. you, you can't move, you cannot trade him because he's hurt. Yeah. And right. it, it hinders you to trade him because of the salary cap implications. So you're just stuck with him. And I'm wondering, uh, we, we we know he's not going to play this week. Maybe right. he plays next week, but we've been saying that for two years now, two, exactly. two plus years, almost three. You know, th- this is the yeah. third season we've been playing. We've been it's playing just this ridiculous. Game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not doubting that the guy's hurt, but sometimes there's a lot of people that are hurt, but they still go out there and play. Uh, and earn their keep. I, 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 anyway, that's neither here nor there. But the biggest pro- – the offense is not the total problem. The biggest problem is the Saints' defense, and that was supposed to be their bell cow. What's happened? I know they've had some injuries. I understand that. But they're still paying backups, NFL money. What what happened to the Saints' defense? They're like a sieve right now. Yeah, it's – that's troubling because we knew the offense would be a question mark and the Saints were going to try to lean on the defense. But and let's let's face it, uh, we could start up front. Their pass rush isn't what it's been. Right. Uh, I feel like I've brought this up uh, almost every week now. I keep harping on it, but it is what it is. I mean, they're, they're one of the worst pressure 
uh, rate teams in the, in the league in terms mm-hmm. of getting pressure on an opposing quarterback. Uh, then you go and look at the secondary, and Marshawn Lattimore being out doesn't help. I mean, but it was still sluggish when he was there. Yeah. And the safeties, we thought the safeties could be as good or maybe better with uh, with Marcus May and Tyron Matthews, and they have not it been works. better. I mean, they no. just have not. Yeah. And you can't help Malcolm Jenkins retiring. I mean, that's just his choice. Yeah. Uh, but Marcus Williams has been good with the Ravens. He got a little bit banged up, but I mean, like he's still one of the league leaders in interceptions, and he missed a few games. Uh, you get rid of C.J. Garner Johnson, and if you look at his his rates and some of the metrics uh, we use at the Athletic, he's one of the best corner like secondary players in the league. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. that he's gone to Philadelphia and thrived, and so. You look at it all, and you're just thinking, man, the, the Saints have not pushed the right buttons all right. in trying to keep this team a contender. And then, uh, look, Jordy, you and me are going to probably talk about this every week at this point. When do you keep the focus on this season, and then when do you turn the page to next season? I mean, we're about to be yeah. in Game 8. Yeah. Uh, where do you go? And it's, uh, it's, it's something that we are definitely teetering on the point of, Man, if they go two and six, I mean, is it time? I mean, it, it's 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 time well, to look the next season, and then what do you do? Everybody keep nobody wants to win the division. I mean, it's ridiculous um, how this this all come, comes about. Um, I, I, the CJ Gardner Johnson thing to me, you know, all these players are now talking. We got to get our swagger back. Well, you know where your swagger is? It's in Philadelphia because that was the dude that brought it. Well, you know where also where all your draft capital is? It's also in Philadelphia, which is a double whammy at yes. this point. Uh, in the, uh, but, yeah, it's like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he's, he was part of it. But when you had veteran players who have a lot of clout, who have been very good for a long time, I mean, players like Cam Jordan and Demario Davis, and, mm-hmm. uh, look, before this season – you had Malcolm Jenkins, and now you were trying to hope to replace that swagger with Tyron Matthew. I mean, they're just not playing as well as yeah. they used to, and I yeah. think that's—I just think that's part of it. And no doubt, uh, when you look at it, that another mistake. Now, I mean, you could have probably said it. People were saying it then, but now you could definitely say it now. You roll with Marcus Davenport, and you don't pay Trey Hendrickson. Well, that's become oh. a problem. Trey Hendrickson oh, has been a stud. very good Pro Bowl guy ever since leaving. Yep. He's a stud, no doubt. Larry Holder of the Athletics. Let's look at the matchup. Vegas comes in. They they got the better quarterback. They got a heck of a running back in Josh Jacobs. And they got the best wide receiver on the field. Um, how, how do the Saints win this one? I think they need to get Alvin Kamara going. And I don't think it's really on him that he's faltered. I just, look, he has not scored a touchdown. I mean, that's bizarre. That's crazy. Uh, they, yeah. they try to get him going, and it hasn't worked. Uh, they're still a bit decimated at wide receiver. I mean, Chris Olave, when you actually compare him um, in targets, I mean, he's, in, he's top 20 in the NFL in targets. So mm-hmm. they're trying to use him. Uh, but he's still trying to learn his way with some erotic quarterback play. And so I think they need to be able to 
They need Alvin Kamara to get going, and they need to create takeaways. I mean, not just be careful with the football. They need to actually create takeaways. I mean, yeah. there's a reason. There's, it's, it's twofold why they're in the, in the dumpster in, in the takeaway margin. They turn it over too much, and they don't create enough. So defense yeah. needs to be able to create some takeaways. And it's not like Derek Carr has been great this year. He's actually slipped a bit from years past. And this is even with Devontae Adams. And look, I'm curious to see if Darren Waller actually plays. He's been banged up a bit. Uh, but but also, uh, look, I feel like the Raiders are uh, a good pressure team. I mean, they had one of the best pressure players in, in the league with Max Crosby. But if you can run on him, say okay. Kamara get rolling, maybe a little bit of Taysom Hill get rolling and mix and match that, that could counteract some of that pass rush. I mean, I think the formula is definitely – create takeaways, and be able to establish a good run game. Yeah, and create takeaways by putting pressure on the quarterback. And as you said many, many times, it's one of the worst pressure teams uh, in the NFL. So so we shall see. Boy, the Saints need it badly um, because somebody – the Falcons are going to beat Carolina, aren't they? Or Carolina can't do – maybe they can. I mean, look what they did to Tampa Bay, held them to three points. Can they hold the Falcons like that? I will say I'm on the record in our picks. I've taken Carolina. So Go I, ahead. I, I've won, I want more carnage in the NFC South. So <laughs> I've, I've taken Carolina. I, I, look, I don't. Uh, they have underutilized Kyle Pitts. It's not like their team is great. Uh, Carolina maybe got a little bit of mojo, quarterback change up, uh, got some things rolling. It's, their defense hasn't really been the issue. Uh, so look, maybe it's a tight game, and I'm uh, I'm rolling with Carolina. So I, I just like chaos and carnage, Jordy. I'm with you. I understand. Larry Holder, the athletic. Um, nice to see Fred McAfee, Devery Henderson, Kevin Magnum inducted into the uh, uh, Saints Hall of Fame. Um, well, Devery Henderson, you know that was the that was a guy that made the the the, the bluegrass miracle thing work, um, and part of that Super Bowl winning Saints team. And McAfee, well, I mean. Uh, they deserve it, and I'm happy for them. Yeah, and I'm part of that panel that that votes on on the players uh, okay. to, to get in. And so it's definitely a year where you didn't have two wins, and so I think it opened the door for two players who I think part of it is that, and they had such a long career, both of them with the Saints, uh, in, in terms of Devery and uh, Freddie Mack, and I think – that played a big part in it, and so I, I think that's uh, uh, that. There's so many, and there's so many players. Just uh, we're getting to the Super Bowl era uh, of players. Of you know who's going to get in, and this, that, and the other. And so it, it becomes a challenge for even someone like Fred McAfee, who is a, a, a great special teams guy and was around for a long time. Uh, and we don't take into account that he's been part of the organization internally. Uh, helping out with players for many, many years. That does not come uh, in, in part in this part of the voting. But still, I, it is. It, I, I do think both guys uh, are deserved for this yeah. honor. And then, you know, uh, Kevin Mangum, I mean, he's been around for uh, a zillion, billion years. And, and <laughs> I mean, he, his, uh, when, you're, when you've been through, I don't even know how many coaching regimes and GM yeah. changes. I mean, you're doing your job extremely well. So yeah. kudos to all three, and all three are very deserving. Yeah. What What is the? Uh, how long do you have to be out? I mean, what's the rules um, to to get into the Hall of Fame? 
three years removed from okay. being an active player. So, okay. for instance, you know, uh, someone, you know, if, if they go to another team or if they're still coaching, that they're still active. Like, they need to be gotcha. out of the game. Now, you know, it, it, and it's a, this is run by a, by Ken Trahan, who's been doing this right. for a long, long time, and I, I'm, I've been privileged to be a part of this group. And I've right. come in there. It's funny. I, I go in there, and uh, we. It, it, it's kind of you have a younger guard and an older guard, and I, I like the debate, and it, it's it's fun, and, uh, it, and you know, it, it's uh, it's a really cool process. So I, I'm, I, I appreciate being involved in that, but but yeah, it's three years removed, and then um, uh, the uh, the Joe Award. That is just someone who is. You know, not a player, not a coach, and someone right. who, who who's just been good to the franchise and uh, gotcha. and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's a, but no, so, it's 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 a great process, and I'm and it's it's great to see some of just the, the the favorites now that you've seen kind of through the Super Bowl process, Super Bowl winning yeah. years, and, and it, it's really cool to see uh, some of these people uh, uh, get rightfully honored uh, with this uh, distinction. Yeah, so 2024, if things continue the way they are, it'll be the Drew Brees year into the Saints Hall of Fame. Well, we could have easily just made a bylaw and that, <laughs> that would just throw him in anyway. It's not <laughs> yeah, like it's right. a big deal. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, <laughs> now, nah, but we, we like to stick to the, to the bylaws and, and we, okay. we, we roll with the process. And yeah, you know, and, and it's not like. Drew Brees has to be inducted by himself. Like we can oh, induct right. someone else. It's all that's all equal when it comes to that. Well, you should induct Peyton and 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 Brees at the same time, regardless of Peyton. When Peyton's coaching again, he should get in the hall because they they came in together. They should go in together. So that's all I'm saying. That's just my thoughts. But you are the vampire. You are the blood sucker, and you're <laughs> gonna do what you want to do. <laughs> I'll live forever, Jordy. Live forever. <laughs> Larry, enjoy this uh, festive weekend and uh, the decadence that is Halloween uh, and have a great time. Always fun talking with you, buddy. Thank you so much. There you go, Jordy. All right, you too, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. You got it, my friend. Thank you so much. Oh, by the way, I forgot to get his pick. I'll have to text him uh, and ask him for his pick, and I'll I'll give that when we make our picks later on. Uh, Darn. Uh, The Karen Corps Cultural District is hosting Crowfest. Downtown Karen Crow Fall Festival this Saturday from 6 to 8 p.m. Families are invited to enjoy a safe trick or treating along St. Peter's Street, which will be closed to vehicle traffic during the event. There'll be games, a haunted house, a petting zoo, a costume contest for kids, and a pumpkin carving contest. Um, James, let's go to break. I want you to call Larry Holder, and I want to get him on the next segment. He's got to make a prediction. That's all there is to it. So call him back. We'll take a timeout now. We'll get his prediction. We'll wrap up our number one and go from there here on the Jordy Helper Show. Alexa and the game make a great team. Do yourself a favor and enable the Alexa skill, the game Southwest Louisiana, so you can keep it locked in to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, wherever you go. All right, we're back 55, 56 minutes after the hour as we wrap up our number one. Larry Holder couldn't come back on the air, but he gave us his pick. Raiders versus the Saints Sunday at noon in the Caesars Superdome. Larry Holder of The Athletic is picking the Vegas Raiders to win. So uh, we shall see. And, of course, we'll have our picks 
later on in the show. Coming up, hour number two, Adam Spencer from Saturday Down South will go around the SEC. Some big, big games. The cocktail party, Kentucky at Tennessee, and Ole Miss at Texas A&M. A lot on the line there as the pressure mounts in College Station. Can the Rebels bounce back after they got humbled by LSU? We shall see. George Faust from KLFY. We'll talk high school football. We'll talk Halloween. We'll talk. We'll just talk. We'll talk. And then George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will um, give our weekly picks. Lopa's Trail Run for Life 2022 is this Sunday. A 10K, 5K, or one-mile superhero fun run is taking place at the Cherokee Ridge Horse Farm located at 200 Flying W Road in Karen Crow. Participating supports Lopa and has a chance to honor Lopa's life-saving heroes and celebrate the gift of life. For more information, visit LOPA.org. Our number two straight ahead, the Jordy Helper Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home. For the Tigers and the Houston Astros. Game one of the World Series tonight. We'll be back. Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open to the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Hour number two of two, and away we go on a Friday, October 28th, the year 2022. High school football tonight. We've got World Series game number one. The Pels are in action in Phoenix. And then Saturday, we've got some more SEC football games to to ponder about. Um, And with that in mind... We got to go talk to my main man from Saturday down south, Mr. Adam Spencer. Adam, happy Friday, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great, Jordy. No complaints here. How are you? I'm good. So uh, do we dress up for Halloween? And if so, what, what what's the costume of choice this year? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'll go as anything, but uh, our our dog, we have a corgi, and she always goes as a taco. So, so she looks pretty adorable dressed as that, so. Uh, she gets lots of attention, but uh, we'll just be handing out treats, I'm sure. There you go. Um, uh, go-to candy. What's your favorite? See, now, don't hang up on me after this, but I'm not a big chocolate guy. Okay. I don't like it. So I go I go Skittles. That's my that's my number one. That's my go-to. It uh, has I been would, since I was a kid. I would never hang up on you for that. No, 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 no. no. Not at all. Not at all. All right, that's awesome. Okay, um, wow. If there was one and only one game you could watch this weekend in the SEC, which one would it be? You know, I it's not going to be the best game, but I, I just like something about that Georgia-Florida atmosphere, the cocktail party, okay. tailgating, okay. the the split stadium, the red and the blue. Like, it's just it's, – it's such a cool venue. And I know that they're trying to – potentially a lot of them want to move it to a – to a home and home schedule, but just what they have in Jacksonville is so unique. You know, when you think about it, like yeah. these other big rivalry games in the conference, they don't they don't play them at neutral sites other than uh, Arkansas, Texas A and M, and Dallas. But like that's not like that's not at the same level as Georgia, Florida, and and mm-hmm. it's not like they have two similar of colors to really do a 
a full split. So there's just something special about Jacksonville. That's the one that I'm excited to watch, even if I okay. expect Georgia to win big. Uh, Georgia's 22-and-a-half-point favorite. That's, like, almost unheard of between these two schools. I don't know if, what the largest point spread's been, but if that's not, it's got to be right up there near that. Um, so, you know, rivalry games are, are tricky, right? They're tricky. You just never know. But what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I expect, you know, I I expect that Georgia won't be, like, as dynamic offensively as it has been in years past against Florida. I do think that this bye week will have helped Billy Napier get a few things figured out on defense. They, I, I just think that 22-and-a-half number is so big that, you know, I, I could totally see Georgia winning by three touchdowns and dominating the entire game and, uh, and you know, just – you know, but then like they're up four touchdowns late and have their backups in, and Anthony Richardson hit Justin Shorter for a long pass or something, you know, and then they get a backdoor cover. Like that just really <laughs> seems to be in play, even if when the game is over and it's twenty-one points and Florida doesn't cover or Georgia doesn't cover, it's like well they absolutely dominated that game. Still, is just too big of a spread. Right, uh, Adam Spencer with us. Who plays the game closer, Florida? against Georgia or Kentucky at Tennessee. That's only a 12-and-a-half-point spread. Yeah, I think Kentucky will keep it closer against Tennessee just by nature of how the Wildcats run their offense, right? You know, Tennessee can score quick, but, you know, Kentucky can match them just by marching the ball down the field. And, you know, you you get a couple 10-minute drives in a game, and that's a quarter-and-a-half of ball possession and then you you get you know all those other ones and what you do with it too but yeah i just i just see kentucky really trying to take the air out of the ball a little bit and just slow down and as long as they don't get down by like three touchdowns early and have and have to you know throw it all over the yard with will levis and uh yeah you know if they can keep it within a couple scores and they'll use their ground and pound style and uh and just really if nothing else even if tennessee looks dominant just keep that score closer than people might expect just by virtue of how they pace their offense. I mean, that's what happened a year ago, Tennessee. I remember they got, they threw like a 75 yard touchdown on the first play from scrimmage and Kentucky's playing from behind. And Will Levis threw about 49 passes that time. That's about twice the norm for him. Uh, But Kentucky hung in there. How, How do you lose a game when you run 99 plays and Tennessee runs 47? Well, that's what they did, but it was a 45-42 <laughs> yeah, I mean, game. 75-yard touchdown, <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. that does. You know, when, uh, but that's what Josh Heupel does, even going back to his time as uh, Mizzou's offensive coordinator. Like, they would not win the time of possession at all, and, uh, and, but they would score all these like, 50-plus-yard touchdowns, and it was fun to watch. It's just, it's just hard to play a defense sometimes on those teams. Yeah. I, I kind of think Kentucky, like you do, I think they keep it close, 12-and-a-half. I don't know, man. I could see a 10-point win there unless unless Tennessee goes crazy. But Tennessee might be looking ahead a little bit. Maybe they're not going to say it, but maybe in the back of their mind they're going, let's just get through with this one because we got Georgia next week, and that's for that's for an awful lot at stake there. So uh, we'll see. Adam Spencer, Saturday down south. The game I'd want to go see because of the intrigue. How does Ole Miss bounce back after being humbled by LSU and all the pressure it seems like in the world building on Jimbo Fisher, Ole Miss at Texas A&M, and the Rebs are one-and-a-half-point 
road favorite. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I really like I really like Ole Miss in that game. You know, Tom Hart was just on the Paul Feinbaum show a few minutes ago, and he said that Jimbo uh, Fisher skipped the Friday production meeting. Um, you know, they do these things every week with the TV crew for the game, and right. uh, the coaches don't usually skip that one. So, like, that doesn't seem like a good sign there. Uh, you know, and my concern with A and M is, you know, there's not there's a lot of young guys on that team. And clearly a lot of these young guys, you know, there's been reports of some suspensions there. There's already been yeah. some suspensions from those freshman ranks in uh, right. previous games. It doesn't seem like some of these star studded freshman class members are handling adversity very well. And it doesn't seem like Jimbo is either, frankly. So I think that this thing can go South in a hurry. And uh, I, I honestly think, you know, that, I think that that spread for Ole Miss is too small. I understand that they're coming into a tough environment, but, I mean, is it going to be that tough on Saturday? You know, they were showing – Lane Kiffin even retweeted a, a StubHub thing where there was $2 tickets available for this game on Saturday. Wow. So that's just insane for a, for, a, for a late October game at Kyle Fields to get in for wow. that price. I mean, we, we could be looking at, you know, a, far from a sellout crowd and uh, – I, I just think Ole Miss is going to, like, I think Lane Kiffin's going to have his team ready to just come in there and uh, and bounce back in a huge way. I know 85, 90, what, I don't know, whatever the million-dollar buyout is, do, do, is this thing gaining momentum, do you think, with those that, that are in the, the reign of power when it comes to finances uh, with the university at, at, uh, at College Station? Do you think is this is building to what what we would think would be an impossibility now is a, a possibility? Yeah, I mean, if, if there are two schools in the country that could afford that buyout, and that those are Texas and Texas A&M. So, you know, yeah, they, they, that buyout is massive. But, uh, you know, they have a lot of that oil money, and uh, and the boosters there, if they, if they feel like this thing is unsalvageable, they won't hesitate. I mean, you know, People are saying, well, maybe next year when it goes down to like $75 million, then he might be in trouble. It's like some the difference between 75 and $85 million might be a lot to us, but for the people who yeah. would be paying this buyout, it's it's a drop in the in the bucket. So, you know, if they if they don't like it and if they – the problem is, you know, I don't know who you go out and get this offseason. You know, who's the who's the big-name candidate that everyone maybe it's, after? Maybe – Maybe it's the coach that they play against Saturday. And Maybe they yeah, throw a ton of money true. at Lane might, Kiffin. I think he's doing a great job there at uh, at Ole Miss, and uh, yeah. and I, I think that he's eager to uh, to get to a school that uh, has a little bit more money in its in its wallet too. So that that would definitely be something interesting. You know, they, there was the there was the uh, comments during the first half of the Auburn game that Lane Kiffin was auditioning for his new job. But, uh, uh, you know, given the choice between Texas A&M and Auburn, I think Kiffin, if he would leave Ole Miss, would go to College Station over, yeah. over Auburn. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Arkansas is a three-and-a-half-point road favorite at Auburn, despite the fact that Auburn has won six straight over Arkansas. It seems like every year – Auburn has one game where they really put it all together and they do something. Is is this the one, or are you picking Arkansas to win this thing? Um, yeah, this is one of the tougher ones to to predict because, you know, 
Arkansas's pass defense has struggled all year and has been one of the worst in the SEC. And uh, uh, but Auburn can't really throw the ball all that well, um, so they can't really take advantage of that big weakness by uh, by Arkansas's defense. So you know, I, I think that. Uh, but you know, on the other hand, you know, Rocket Sanders is going to be facing one of his tougher defensive fronts because that off that Auburn front seven has some dudes in it. And, uh, yeah. you know, so it, I think it's, I think this one's going to be a pretty low scoring game. And, uh, you know, when, when it's, when it's a tight game, low scoring game late in Jordan Harris stadium, I mean, that's when, that's when the wacky things happen. So, you know, I, I think, I think that that number is just about right. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, once we get to the fourth quarter of that game, it's it just expect the unexpected. Okay. All right. And finally, last but not least, don't look, but uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks are pretty good. And your alma mater, Mizzou, heads into uh, Columbia uh, with the Gamecocks a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. South Carolina's on a roll, man. They're going to win that game, right? They're going to win that. Yeah, I mean, if you would have asked me at halftime last week, you know, when Missouri was leading Vanderbilt, 17 to 14 I might or 17 to nothing I might have given you a different answer and then you know the second half they don't score at all and Vanderbilt <laughs> yeah. nearly comes back and wins it you know that uh, that really soured me on on my alma mater there a little bit so yeah I do like <laughs> South Carolina in this game just because you know they're just more uh, yeah I mean I, I do think that Spencer Rattler is still in uh, mistake prone and I do think that you know the Mizzou defense will keep them close but Shane Beamer and his special teams. I mean, you know, he also has uh, Limbo there as the as the special teams coordinator, and those two just do a great job of making sure yeah. that you know everything's buttoned up on that side of the of, of the game. And uh, you know, I, I just think that, that that the sloppiness of Mizzou's special teams at times is going to come back to bite them because South Carolina is yeah. not going to make those mistakes. And you know, in in a tight game. One special team's mistake, and uh, and you're doomed. And uh, so I, I would I would pick South Carolina in that one. Uh, you know, just I'm with you. based on just being the overall uh, more mistake-free team. Adam Spencer, Saturday Down South. We'll get through this one. Then next week, Georgia hosts Tennessee. LSU hopes Al- hosts Alabama. We'll have some fun talking about about that. Thank you so much. Enjoy your uh, your dog dressed up as a taco, and and get some <laughs> skittles, and and have a great weekend. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Talk to you, talk to you later, Jordy. You got it, my friend. Adam Spencer, Saturday Down South. We'll take a time out here when we come back. Fridays with Faust here on the Jordy Heltberg Show. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. I am not being the professional that I am going to rub it in, salt into the wound of the man that picked his (laughs) mighty Ole Miss Rebels to beat the LSU. I'm not going to do that. I am far Uh, above and beyond uh, that type of denigration. So I will just welcome George Faust, the Ole Miss Rebel himself. (laughs) Good afternoon, sir. <laughs> hey, look, all y'all did, all LSU did was create a path for Alabama to win the national title. So way oh, to go. Hey. Stop so it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, what is the Faust family dressing up like for Halloween this year? 
Uh, that's a good question, actually. Uh, so, um, wait a minute. You're, you're acting because... like I don't ask good questions. Come on. No, 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 that's not it. I, because, because I don't exactly know. I know my, my youngest daughter is going to go as a doctor. She's got a, a scrub okay. and a, you know, a stethoscope and all that good stuff. Uh, my go. old, actually, I, I, my oldest son, he, he's too old for that, right? He doesn't dress up. Yeah, he's, that's, um, he's cool. He's, 15, 16, you know, about to be 16. So, yeah, he doesn't dress up. Uh, my daughter's kind of, my oldest daughter's kind of getting to the same thing where, yeah, I don't know about that. So, right. um, but, but, but daddy's not. Boy, no, heck no, man. We dress That's up. That's right, baby. About? Let's go. Uh, so, so, so actually, what we have going on, so uh, Harrison, my youngest uh, son, he is going to be Pat Mahomes. And, uh, and my youngest daughter is going to be a doctor. And then, doctor. Uh, okay. yeah. And then this weekend we've got something big going on for uh, Notre Dame's doing a big. Uh, um, it's called Drop the Mic. It's kind of like a lip sync battle type thing. And so uh, we're we're going to win. We're doing a we're doing a skit with that on Saturday. So uh, Saturday night, that's their big event, a big fundraiser that they do. So uh, I, uh, I I'm. Because now I have, you know, I got the kid, the kid at the school there. Got to kind of take part right. in all that stuff. You know how that goes, Jordy. Why don't, why don't <laughs> you be, why don't you be Sunny and your wife be Cher? That would, you know what, you know what that the the thing is, it, it's a little too late to kind of. In, in, we're next year when we do the okay. drop the mic at Notre Dame. We're going to do that. That's Sunny a great idea. Cher. I got well, you, man. That's what I'm here for. I'm just here to, I'm just here. I take the easy way out when it comes with costumes. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be Maverick from Top Gun. I got the jacket, the white t-shirt, the jeans, and then my aviators. I'm good to go. That, that, that's a, that's, that is good. I bet you that's a, that, you know what the number one costume is this year though? It's like, don't. which it blows our, blows my mind and people our age is Dahmer. Because of the, uh, the 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 series on Netflix, but other than oh. that, no, I'm I'm good with Top Gun. I like that. I'm good with the uh, I like like the Gladiator type thing. That that's kind of cool. I like that too. Yeah. So uh, I, I got an idea. You know. It's not being used. You can bring old Colonel Reb. You can call your buddies in Oxford. You somebody's got it in some closet of storage. You could go be just Colonel right. Reb. Yeah, but I, I would do that thing. I, <laughs> when I was in college, I knew the guy who was the was the Colonel Rev, right? And so he'd wear like a suit, and yeah. he'd have the Colonel Rev, uh, you know, the, the the caricature hat on. He said that thing stunk so bad. I, I don't. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. I don't feel like talking sports with you. So, what what's your go to candy? What what are you gonna do? Uh, so so, you know, I was I was actually thinking about this. I think I don't know if you asked me this last year or somebody else asked me, but one of my favorite candies is it's not even something you get all the time. It's vanilla Tootsie Rolls. So I love those. I did ask and, you that. I did, and yeah. you said that, and I'm like, I've never seen it, never heard of right. it. They're, they only come out during during uh, like Halloween and Christmas. That's the only times they ever have them. Is wow. that, unless you get like a variety pack. Of like Tootsie Rolls that have, where they have like orange yeah. and uh, okay. lemon and lime and, and I've yeah, never was, seen that. Yeah, it's it's not not yeah, to but, promote some grocery store or but where do you find that stuff? Honestly, uh, Target usually has a lot of the uh, vanilla uh, Tootsie Rolls. Oh, That's where I find them. 
I, I think Walmart has it too, but uh, yeah, you can know. find them around. You have to Good you have to kind of you have to kind of be on the lookout for them. And when you find them, you got to load up because they yeah. don't they don't stick around long. So like you got vanilla, high school, you, you got to and then go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say vanilla Tootsie rolls, and then I like uh, I, I like Starburst, and I like uh, Skittles. I, I don't I don't do a lot of chocolate. I don't. I, I don't I'm not okay. a big. I don't. I don't like the. I don't know. I never grew. Up, I, I I just never liked chocolate a whole lot growing up. I'm with you. I, I'm the controversial one. I I like uh, I like candy corn. It only comes out at oh, Halloween. Really? I love candy corn. I do. And I, you know, they've got I three mean, three layers of color on the candy corn, and I <laughs> nibble off one color, then nibble off another. I never just pop the whole thing in. No, that's no. Right. You got to take three at a time. What three? Exactly. Three, three piece, a three piece candy, kind of like a right. twist, right? You got one and two. Uh, uh, that, yeah, there's. A, I mean, I I don't like candy corn, but I, I won't not eat it. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll. I mean, I'll look, go ahead. that's that is the candy that people either love it. Or they hate it. There is, it's either yeah. you're, it's Nick Saban <laughs> and anti Nick Saban. That, that's all it. There is no middle ground. Right, right. No yeah. middle ground. <laughs> I'm just sure telling um, you've got a wide range of children age wise. So do yep. you do you get in the golf cart and go around with some and let let the older ones stay home or do they go out with friends? How do y'all? How do you handle all this? So. You know, it's interesting because we just recently moved, so we're into a new neighborhood. So I'm not really sure how it works this year. Uh, in previous years, we would uh, our neighborhood would have a huge party, uh, just a huge block party, yep. basically. Oh, that's the best. And the weekend, before, yeah, it is. And, and the kids would just they could just run around the neighborhood. So uh, I don't think our neighborhood's like that now. The new neighborhood that we live in. So uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to have to uh, kind of do the. Uh, the traditional, like what what sure. I did back in the day, you know, go house to house in my in my subdivision, and then right, you know, George, load up I, the I, car. I, we'll probably do the traditional thing, but the, the I don't know what I, I I have a feeling my my older one's going to be like, hey, Dad, I'm uh, going uh, to a friend's house. Okay, dude, just yeah. uh, you know, remember you represent <laughs> the family. That's what I always tell them. My dad was <laughs> such a bah humbug. I love you, Dad. Rest in peace. Um, he would like. Turn off the light, all the lights off in the house, and he'd go sit in the den and, and watch TV, and so nobody would bother him. I'm like, Dad, you are uh, no, a humbug at Halloween. <laughs> that, yeah, you know, I, it's there's something to be said for a little peace and quiet on a on a on a Monday night. You know, yeah, you watch yeah. the football game, and yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know. <laughs> anyway. See, if I were you, I'd yeah. load up the car and I'd go back to the old subdivision, and I those yeah. people would welcome you back with open arms and you just hang out and, um, you know, yeah, my best fi- friends there that would probably let us let us come uh, crash their uh, their party. Yeah, I, I go to a same neighborhood. <laughs> you know, when my kids were young, and they'd go up to the door and get candy. I'd go up to the door and they'd hand me a a cold adult beverage, and I'd be happy. Yep, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so we've done. It, it, it's we've a done. Good time. It's, it's, you know, you're just having a little fun. And life, life gets serious, so you gotta, you gotta enjoy yeah. yourself when you can. You know. We, we look. I don't want to talk about the raging Cajuns' loss. I don't want to talk about what a, <laughs> must have been a barn burner with a Cadiana beating Karen Crow by one. LSU's all. Yeah. I don't care. I just want. I want to have a fun weekend and relax. So that that's it, George. Go go do what you got to go do, and uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy 
Next year, Sonny and Cher, dude. I'm telling you, you'll win, you'll you'll blow the house away. It, it, dude, it is it is on. I, like I, my wife will be up for it too. She's 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 not for like doing a skit to, this year. She's part of a group that they're called the Wigs, and they kind of help each other. You know, kind of serve the, the the fans that are out there. But I'm I'm in a I'm in a skit, so we're gonna it's gonna be interesting. And we're oh. we have, I'm in the skit with the coaches from Notre Dame, so that's I got you. <laughs> now, it, look, if, if Sonny and Cher's too hard to find, she could be Dolly Parton. You could be uh, Kenny, Kenny Rogers, Rogers, and y'all could I, do I it that it. way, too. Island's in so, the stream, baby. There you go. There you go. You got all year to practice. George, that was hey, fun, man. Walk. Have a great weekend, Thanks. buddy. Love you to death. Hi, man. Always a pleasure. Talk all right. You, you take care. All right. We'll take a quick yep. time. Oop, up, let's do the close. Boom. Do it. Tune in next week to Jordy Holtberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Jordy Holtberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back. It's my favorite uh, day of the week and my favorite time of the day of that day of the week. 33 minutes after the hour, we welcome in my buddy George Becknell. George, good afternoon, sir. Hey, good afternoon, brother. How you feeling? I'm terrific. We got James Mesh. We got a lot to do. We got we got to get down to business. We got to be Let's short. We got to be sweet. We've got to be succinct. World Series, game number one, Verlander, Nola. Astros are favored at Minute Maid. Who you got? Well, Jordy, as much as I'd like to go with, with our homeboy, Aaron Nola, Verland is one of the all-time greats. He's, and he's pitching at home. Um, the Astros are a more experienced team. I like the Astros to get it done, even though Philly's been knocking the cover off the ball. All right. James, Nola is oh, – I mean, uh, Verlander is 0-6 in World Series starts. You didn't know that fact there, George. But uh, he is. So who do you got? It, well, you say zero and six, but after tonight, he's going to be one and six. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm all for the Astros in this one. I think the fact that you finally got to see Altuve get some hits and finally get out that funk, and then Jeremy Pena looking like a man. You got playoff Yuli, the Cuban pineapple. I mean, this is a whole squad. I'm I'm taking the Astros tonight to win all game right. one. We're, we got a clean sweep. I got the Astros doing it. Who you got to winning the whole series and in how many games, George? George, I got the Astros winning this game, winning the series in five games. Okay. I think uh-huh. Philly is good enough at the plate to maybe win one. But when you talk about the Astros are almost as good as Philly is at the plate, but they have much better pitching in my opinion. And they've been there before. Dusty Baker has been there before. I really like the Astros to win this series and dominate, but I'm going to give the Phillies one game. One game. All right, James. I'm going to take the Astros in six. I think they get up 3-1. The Phillies, they get game five to make it 3-2, and then we go back to Houston, and that's where the Astros win it all at home. It comes back to Houston, and uh, Dusty Baker gets his first World Series ring. I've got the Astros in six. Um 
as well. So we, we shall see on that. All right. One hoops game to talk about. Um, Brandon Ingram's not even making the trip out on the to the West Coast for a three-game set. We're not sure about Zion. We're not sure about Herb Jones. Pels at the Suns. The Suns are favored by six. George, who do you like? Well, Jordan, I like the Suns to cover that spread. Um, look, I'm excited about what the Pelicans are doing. Yeah. But no Brandon Ingram, no deal for me. I think uh, the Suns are a little too much for the Pelicans going without him. But I like the Pelicans' future, and I think the Pelicans will be better this year than the Suns. Okay. James? I think without Brandon Ingram and then also getting a report by Woj saying that they expect Zion to be back Sunday, you're not going to have Zion either. I'm, I'm not liking their chances. It also came down to a miss from Luka to get the one-point win when – if you watch that shot, that's a shot that you Luca usually makes. So they very easily could be two and two right now. I don't think that they'll be able to beat the Suns, but once you get Zion and once you get BI back, you're gonna be back on a roll. Uh I hope they go one and two on this road trip. And I think the one they get is against the Lakers. Um, I don't think they beat the Clippers. I don't think they beat the Suns. All right, let's get to college football. Ohio State finally plays somebody. They're at Penn State, but the the Buckeyes are 15 and a half point favorites. Who you got, George? I got the Buckeyes and I got the Buckeyes to cover, okay. you know, because Penn State hadn't played anybody until they played Michigan and they lost. Ooh, so they for hammered. me, I think, yeah. I think CJ Stroud, who's thrown 28 touchdowns and four interceptions on the season, is going to come out and ball and they're going to Happy Valley and Ohio State will leave happy. All Give me right, the Buckeyes James. to cover. James, 15 and a half point home underdogs who do you like that one's a little too high for me i'm definitely going to take the buckeyes but i think the last time ohio played a ranked team it was week one against notre dame and that was the one that one was a little bit of a struggle i think the buckeyes ultimately win by about 10 to 13 points but the 15 15 and a half is a little too much for me uh i'm gonna take ohio state to win i'm gonna take them to win by 17 and and keep on keeping on kentucky at tennessee tennessee's a 12 and a half point home favorite against a pretty good defense what do you think george i think hendon hooker is, is, is he's a heisman candidate he might win the heisman i think he goes i think he goes out against kentucky and balls and he's going to put kentucky back in basketball mode give me tennessee <laughs> to cover the spread all right, Tennessee, of course, has Georgia the following week. A lot of people think they may be uh, kind of looking out their corner of their eye for that one. So who do you like, Tennessee, Kentucky, giving Tennessee 12 and a half? I'm taking the Vols all day. I'm all on Hendon yeah. Hooker. I am all on him. I think he's going to win the Heisman like y'all were talking about, and I think he's going to end up becoming a top-five pick in next year's draft. Call me crazy. I think Will Levis plays – a phenomenal game. I think they keep it close. I think Tennessee wins, mm -hmm. but wins close, maybe by a touchdown. I think Will Levis um, is, might be the first quarterback taken in the draft. I think he shows out uh, in Knoxville, but Tennessee wins. Uh, Ole Miss goes on the road to Texas A&M. The Rebs are two-and-a-half-point favorites, George. What do you think? That, that two-and-a-half seems low. I know they're on the road, but. You know, this is my favorite part of the segment where I predict Texas A&M to lose and they be right about it because they are terrible. Yeah. Like Ole Miss is winning by at least a touchdown. So give me give me the Rebels. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss has the better quarterback. Uh, they got the better coach, I think, James. What do you think? Oh, I'm taking I'm taking the Rebels all day. I think this could swing to become like a, 
uh, a two, maybe even three point difference or three score difference. I mean, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. no. I, I think this could be a two touchdown game very easily. Uh, I like Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss big, and I just, I just want the rumblings to continue about Jimbo <laughs> Fisher and how much money they're going to pay to get rid of him. I just, it's just set with like eight years left on his contract. Yeah, it's like mind-boggling <laughs> to me. It really is. It's just so out of hand, so ridiculous. All right, let's go to the NFL. It doesn't matter to anybody but those that favor the Saints. Who's going to win in the NFC worst, the South? After last night, Tampa Bay losing yet again. Everybody clap. Yeah. yeah. Panthers at the Falcons. Jay, George, who you got? I mean, Cardell Patterson is out, but it doesn't matter. I think the Falcons are underrated in the trenches. And also the Panthers is just garbage. Like, it's, it's over for them. Fired the coach. Right, give me the Falcons. How, how did Carolina beat Tampa Bay like <laughs> they did? The Falcons are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I, I, I can't figure it out. So, James, help me out here. I think the Falcons, now that they have first place in the NFC South, they're going to do the ultimate Falcon thing, and they're going to lose, and we're going to see some chaos, and the Panthers are going to win, for some reason, two in a row with, with what, P.J. Walker again at quarterback? It's going to be so weird. That's crazy. It I makes no it. sense. I don't know who I, – I really don't know who wins this thing. I think – um, I think a field goal wins it at the end. I, shoot, I, I'm going to go with the Falcons at home. I, I, I have no clue. Absolutely no clue. 49ers at the Rams. Uh, the Rams are a one-and-a-half-point home underdog because Shanahan, who's your daddy, Mr. McVay? He owns him. Does he own him again, George? He absolutely does because they beat him by, what, 15 on the road last or yeah. was it 15 at home? I don't remember. But the the Rams went out and got – I mean, the 49ers went out and got Christian McCaffrey. All right. The Rams haven't got better. They're the All worst right. defending champion I've seen in a long time. 49ers rolled. Um, okay. Uh, James? Yeah, they lost by 15 last time. I'm definitely taking the 49ers this time. You can't convince me that Jimmy G is a good quarterback, but, hey, at least they're winning and they got better by getting Christian McCaffrey. Uh, say hello to Mr. Bosa. Uh, he will wreak Bull, havoc Bull on um, Mr. Stafford. Yeah. The defense is really good for the fourth. Give me San Francisco all day Sunday. All right. God. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have to go into Buffalo to play the Bills, and the Bills are 11 and a half point favorites. Something smells. Is, is this smell fishy to you? Or what do you think, George? Nah, man, this smells like barbecue chicken. That's what it smells like because the Packers are about to get smashed. This is, you know, because the Bills' defense is really good. Aaron Rodgers is throwing the receivers that's worse than us three, you know, and the Bills' offense is really, really good. I think the Bills win this game by at least 20. I know that's a lot for the NFL, but this is going to be bad. All right. Uh, James, what, what side of the fence are you on? Oh, I am – deep in the bills backyard right now it is <laughs> i don't know if it as much you're as i want it to be a tent a, you're pitching a tent in their backyard oh dude I am, I'm, in? I'm sticking a flag and claiming this is territory i that's how much i'm all in on the bills i am so hoping that the bills absolutely run rampant over aaron rock i'm so tired of aaron Rodgers' attitude his I'm better than all of y'all is holier than I'm tired of it. Bills big. 
Bills big. Um, the Fighting Joe Burrows on Monday night. The Bengals, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road going to the dog pound. And Cleveland, boy, do they have some issues. Um, no Jamar Chase. That's a problem for the Bengals. Does that alter your thoughts there, George? Not at all, because he still has Boyd, Higgins, Hurst, and Joe Mixon catching passes on the backfield. <laughs> and have you seen Joe Burrow in the last couple of weeks? He's been pretty good. He looks like he? he's throwing out there in 20. You know why? Like, you know why? He got healed by playing against the Saints. He <laughs> I got healed. There. And look, I told my dad, I'm like, look, I hope this game isn't close because Joe, I trust Joe Burrow more than Andy Dalton. And sure enough, yeah. Joe Burrow wins the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but he's fantastic. We know it. They beat the Browns easily in in, in the dog pound or whatever they call themselves. In the dog pound. What's funny is it's Halloween, but those goofballs in Cleveland dress up like every Sunday's Halloween. (laughs) Every Sunday. Like, like what's your mascot? Like, is it the dog? It's the dog, man. They've got those those weird dog masks. All right, James, what do you think? Bengals, Browns. I was a lot more convinced with the Bengals pick, but then lost Jamar Chase for the next four to six weeks. That one is kind of a bummer, but I'm still going to pick the Bengals of this one. It is interesting, though, because the Browns did sweep the Bengals last year. I don't know if y'all yeah, remember they've, that. They've won a whole bunch of games against them. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that that is one thing to notice. So I don't think – I think this one will be a – it'll come down to like an Evan McPherson field goal to win by like two. Who's, y'all help me out. Who's the quarterback for Cleveland? It is Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. Okay, give me the Bengals by a lot. <laughs> Forget yes. that. Forget that. Um, Correct. All right, last but not least, the Raiders at the Saints. Again, no Michael Thomas. Woohoo! What's new? What's new? No Marshawn Lattimore. Um, lots of injuries. They do get the Debo back. They're getting uh, Andrus Pete back. Were you surprised they went with Andy Dalton over a healthy Jameis Winston? No. I, w- okay. I was not okay. because they run in the same system they ran with Drew Brees. It doesn't fit Jameis' skill set. Andy Dalton works in that system. Okay. So he's a better fit for okay. what they're trying to do. So okay. I wouldn't surprise. All right. What do you think? Who do you like? Saints are, uh, what are they? They One are and a half a, uh, underdogs. Underdogs by two. Raiders getting well, Jordan, two on the road. As, as much as, as, much as I, I hate to say this, Marshawn Lattimore, his absence is the most important absence because the last two weeks, the last two weeks, Hopkins had a major game. Yeah. Jamar Chase had a major game. That don't happen if Lattimore is on the field. So I think Devontae Adams is going to get off. Hopefully I'm wrong, but uh, I like the Raiders in this one. Okay. James? I think with this one, the, this is going to be one of those games like how you saw last time where it's like you may get up early, but then you're just going to give up a bunch of points and then you're going to play catch up. And I, I think they're going to score like 15 fourth quarter points and make it a lot more respectable and make it look like it was close. But really, they were down pretty much the whole time. And I think they yeah. lose 33 to 29. It's going to be another one of those weird scores because they keep doing that. 30 another to, Alabama guy is going to wreak havoc on the hearts of Louisianians. Josh Jacobs is a really good running back. I think he has a big game. I really do. And I, I'm with you guys. I hate to say it, but I'm with the, with you on the Raiders. I just think the Saints are I think they're just missing something. I think that what they're missing is over there in Philadelphia and C.J. Gardner-Johnson, that the guy that brings the, the juice to that defense. The defense has been awful. 
it has been awful, but I think, you know, the front is – I blame the front seven. They haven't been as dominant yeah, as they were true. in the years that's past. I think true. if CJ were here, he'd be getting tortured just like the rest of them. All right, let's you know, get to the you fun. Gotta get that push. Enough of that stuff. Let's get to the fun aspect of things. Um, George, are you going to some Halloween parties? You got a costume or something this year? What are you going as? Well, Jordan, I don't have I don't have a costume, but if I would have a costume, okay. I would I would go as I came from coming to America. Like oh, I'd have awesome. the the McDowell's uniform. Yeah, that, that, that's great. When you think of garbage, think of I came. That would be great. That would be great. I love it. Uh, what's your go-to uh, candy? Oh, Starburst and Haribo gummy bears. That's Haribo gummy bears. Yeah, the gold bag. Might absolutely. be the might be the worst commercial I've ever seen. Is the Haribo gummy bear commercial? Seriously, that that's that's pretty weird. They need to, they need to take that off. That's they really don't need it. This is delicious candy. Don't need it, but yeah, the commercial is awful. Awful commercial. All right, um, James. Do you dress? I, I can't imagine. James, James is too conservative, primitive. He's not dressing up as a, in a Halloween costume. Are I, you? I, it wasn't last year. It was, it was two years ago. I dressed up as Gardner Minshew. Like I got his little the little Jaguars tee when he was still with the Jags, and then I got a, a fake mustache to kind of imitate <laughs> how, and I cut it up to make it look like his, and I put on a headband. <laughs> I just I just went for it all because I'm like, I love Gardner Minshew. But Minshew mania. Where I, is he? What's he's, happened to Gardner? Where is he now? He's a backup for is the he Eagles. Is he not Philly? He's yeah, he's with yeah. Philly. Yeah, he's he's the backup for the Eagles. Oh, okay. but uh, that was no the shot. last time I had dressed up. Mm-hmm. I think if I am to dress up, I, a suggestion I was given was to do a nerd, and then they would just give me suspenders so I could just do that. The revenge of the nerds with the pocket protector and all that. Perfect. I was gonna I was gonna say, and I have like a little button down shirt that has a pocket, so I would just grab my. Uh, my Texas like TI-84 calculator, I would just put it in there. There you go. But you got to pull the pants up way high. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Way I, high. I'm going to give myself uh, a wedgie. Chest high. Absolutely. Uh, I, I said it earlier. Um, Amazon's amazing. I, I You know, I, I'm not going to go put a mask on and all. No, no. So uh, I love the movie Top Gun Maverick, so I'm going as Maverick. I got the jacket. I got my aviators, a little white T-shirt, hey. blue jeans. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be cool. Dude, you will be cool. I'm gonna be cool. So yeah, that, I like and, it. I don't want to put a mask on and go make you know paint stuff on my face. No, 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 no. The best I one I saw you. was a was a guy. He did, took a cardboard box and he uh, put a lampshade on his head, and he was called a one night stand. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. Very <laughs> clever. Jordan, Very I got clever. one for you. You want to right. see this right quick? Yes. Uh oh. Here we go. This is called a win against Bama. Ooh, That's what this is called cast. on November right. 5th, a win against Bama. You heard on, it here first. On that note, I will say thank you. Well, you look like a freaking middle linebacker or something. Dude, pad up. Yes, sir. Pad up. All I'm right. going to go enroll, take a class. I got four years of eligibility left. James, I wish I could see you because, you know, you should have gone like you, you love basketball. You should have gone like uh, Larry Bird, uh, Russell Westbrook. I got no shot, but I'm making money. Oh, I do have a shot, though. No, oh, OK. I do have a shot, though. I'd be Larry. Okay. I'll be Bird. All right. I got to see it to believe it. No, I believe you. I do believe you. I do believe you. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you. Um, have a great, great weekend, George and uh, James. And we'll be back to wrap this bad boy up.
This is the Jordy Helpert Show on a Friday, October 28th. It's Halloween weekend, and we'll be back after this time out. Alexa and the game make a great team. Do yourself a favor and enable the Alexa skill, the game Southwest Louisiana, so you can keep it locked in to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, wherever you go. One of the things I love about betting on the NFL is that I'm always finding new players or game props I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. Perfect for Sunday's Saints Raiders game. I'll take an anytime Alvin Kamara touchdown, the over on total points scored, and then the Raiders' money line. Same game parlays are just one of the reasons why I bet with FanDuel. When you win fast, you get paid your winnings even faster, and then there's odd boosts and specials each and every day, and some super big boosts each weekend around the biggest local and national matchups. There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet, so lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. New to FanDuel? Sign up today with promo code KLWB for your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's promo code KLWB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older and present in Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after the receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Well done, Mr. Mesh. If today is your birthday, October 28th, happy birthday, from all of us to all of you, Bill Gates. I wonder what Bill Gates is doing right now. He's 67 years old. Uh, Julia Roberts is 54 years old today. And country singer Brad Paisley hits the big 5-0. He is 50 years old today. So special thanks to all of our guests today. What a fun show it was for me. I hope it was fun for you as well. Corey Diaz. Sorry, Cajuns. Tough loss last night to Southern Miss. Larry Holder, he's picking the Raiders over the Saints. Adam Spencer, as we went around the SEC from Saturday down south. George Faust, uh, KLFY sports director. And then my buddy George Becknell, my buddy James Mesh, and I, and we made our fearless predictions. I hope everybody has a, a fun, fun weekend starting tonight. Please be safe. Uh, enjoy the high school games. Enjoy whatever it is that you do that you like to do. Go and enjoy it. Go and enjoy it from all of us to all of you. So until Monday, I'm Jordy Helpert. Stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you can to stay healthy. Man, that health is everything. Let's be kind to one another and be happy. We'll see you on Halloween Monday, God willing. So long, everybody.